live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. This is the Ramsey Show, where we talk about your life, specifically your money, your work, your relationships. It is a free phone call to jump in. 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Camel. And as I said, this is where we unpack your big questions, the small questions, the medium-sized questions. There's no bad question here because this entire focus of this show uh, is about you getting breakthrough in the form of hope through practical steps forward, whether that be, again, in your uh, debt and financial life, or I'm here today to tell, help you through some work issues. Maybe you're dealing with a toxic leader or toxic environment, or you've got some opportunities you're not sure, should I take it? Can I actually change jobs and change careers in the baby steps? The answer is yes. And uh, so George and I are here for you. George, you doing well today? You look, I'm doing you look so particularly uh, fall theme today. I like it. Peak fall aesthetic, just for you, Ken. I, you look like you could blend right into the uh, lovely, warm brown tones of the studio. Wow. Uh, I noticed earlier today that the audience can't see it, but your boots match your shirt. And your glasses. And they say men don't notice. So, I, I well, I tell you, you just look like fall. <laughs> Thank you, And uh, we're glad that fall's here. By the way, I want to just mention this very quickly. We'll get to your sh- uh, phone call shortly. Uh, we are headed to Dallas, Texas. I, I looked up at the calendar A few this days morning, away. And uh, we will head out on Friday, the whole crew. Uh, the entire Ramsey personality crew. We're going to be coming to Dallas for a uh, smart conference. I'm sure I'll be talking about that later in the program, but I got very excited about that. And uh, that's going to be a one of a kind day. Uh, we're very, very excited. All of about us that. there speaking, and I'm excited for your talk, Ken, which a very different talk for you, but very inspiring nonetheless. Well, I, I'm going to be addressing the issue of waiting on your world to change. You know, and you think about uh, people's financial issues, you know, uh, I think very succinctly of the person who is just sitting there right now in baby step one going, I don't even know how I'm going to get to a thousand dollars or they're in baby step two and they're going, okay, I believe this works. Uh, I want it to work, but it feels like it's going to take me forever. And five, seven, eight years is what it looks like. It feels like, and they're exhausted. They're exhausted emotionally. They're exhausted physically some exhausted spiritually you know i think of people in marriages that are fighting for everything they got we took a call the other day when we were on together Mm. and i said to the i said to the man i said i'd fight with everything you got i've got friends that have gone through divorce and that's what they've told me they wish they would have fought with everything they have for that marriage what's that old quote when you're at the end of the rope tie a knot and hang on on. that's from uh, franklin delano roosevelt fdr quote all fdr and so we're going to be talking about that at smart conference you know you're waiting on a kid a prodigal son to come home, you know? Um, and so what does it take to wait? How do you summon the willpower to wait? So that's just one that's thing we've powerful. talked about. You're going to be talking about? I'm talking about how to find that margin because so many calls we take, people are going, I don't have enough money at the end of the month to cover my bills, to do the baby steps. And no. so I'm going to show them very tactically how to do that and do a live every dollar budgeting demo, which I know sounds as thrilling uh, as can be. You might want to wear a Steve Jobs kind of outfit. A little turtleneck? To, yeah, to do a product demo on I'm the 6,000 people. You doing a little... In an arena. It's a risky move, It is, Ken. it is. Uh, well, George and I are always glad to be... By the way, I don't read the comments, but George does. He has deep neurotic problems, and, and uh, he you. reads the comments on YouTube and all over places, but apparently some people like our, uh, our combo, so we're going to try to serve you well. One listener said... Root beer float. We are like a root beer float. 
great ingredients on their own, yeah. a little vanilla ice cream and root beer, but when put together, yeah. just so, pure magic. And that's ruined me because now that I know that, I feel the pressure to be as good as a root beer float. Every I don't day know you wake up, possible. you got to go, can I be a root beer float? And today? I'm afraid we've already failed. But let's get to the phones. We're going to go, wow, globally. Am I reading that right? We're going to Finland where Atesh is joining us. Atesh, how can we help? Hey guys, hey, thanks for calling my like taking my call. Like it's it's crazy. I'm a little bit excited, but I really appreciate it. What time it. is it there, Atesh? Uh what time is it? It's uh nine PM, like just over nine PM. Wow, yeah, 9 there you 10. go. Caught you right before bedtime. Well, thanks yeah. for calling. I must in. tell you, this is the yeah. first time I've ever <laughs> talked to uh, anybody in Finland, so I'm equally excited. What's your question? Well, um hey, okay, uh so I'm planning to get into a mortgage. Um <clears throat> so basically, um I, I try to stick to your plan and I try to find like a mortgage deal that would fit to like uh, take 25% of my income. You know, I think that's what you guys suggesting. Um, so, but I think, I feel like I can go a little bit more than that. And because in Finland, we don't necessarily need to put any say, money into um, 401k or college funds for kids. You know, things are pretty stable in terms of here. Like I pay like 25% tax based on my income. <laughs> Taxes are pretty high. Yeah. Uh, would you still suggest me to go up to like 30%, 35%? Like I have like a car loan and no other debts. Well, Atesh, I'll tell you this. Before you become a homeowner, becoming completely debt-free is going to free you up in a big way. And so I would not jump into this mortgage until that car loan is paid off. I see. So I have like 7,000 euros left in my car loan. And that's like, that's going to take three and a half years. And I have like 9,000 euros in savings right now. Well, okay, hold on. You got the money. Why not just pay it off today? Well, I can pay it off, but then for the down, like mortgage down payment, I can actually like... Well, that means <laughs> that you're just actually starting yeah. from, you know, ground zero here. <laughs> this is financial foundation. Right now on paper, it looks like you have money, but you don't because you owe that car lender. And if you don't believe me, stop paying yes. the payments. See if they don't take the car away. Well, that's true, but like, I, I don't know, like, I How feel old like are you? I might be like kind of 26. 26, okay. So let's say it's going to take you a little while longer to save up the down payment. So what? Yeah, I, I would need like 5,000, like five, like 6,000 euros for a down payment. For it sounds like, like you're putting very little down. What's this house going to cost? Like I'm thinking of something like 120,000 at, at, at max. Okay, because you know? the euro is about the same as the dollar right now. It is, but the amount of money we make here is completely different than the U.S. When I listen to the show, you know, like what do you make? I, I like I make like two thousand seven hundred cash in a month, you know. Okay, which is okay in Finnish standards, you know. Yeah, but you it's need really to pay. Okay. But you, but that's listen, that's you, making thirty-two thousand euros a year, right? Yeah, that's right. Which is essentially thirty-two thousand American. And here, I'd say you need more income if yeah. you're going to be a homeowner. Mm, okay, maybe. I mean, I see my friends doing this thing, you know. Well, like, are your I'm, friends broke? It sounds like they're broke then. Well, like, I don't know. Maybe. They may uh, not right. look like George it is, All right, so George is being very nice. Atesh, here's the deal. You need to pay the car off today. It's going to leave you 2,000 euros left over. Still need an emergency fund. You still need the emergency fund, but you need to walk this thing up because you're going to have less expenses once that car is paid off, which means you can save more. And you need to relax. You're still a young man. Don't rush into the house until you can afford it. This is just math. I don't care if it's pesos, euros, whatever you want to call yeah. it. You don't get a pass on math. 
And yeah. so I want you to do things the wise way. You're 26. You get the rest of your life ahead of you. Just be patient. Slow down. And if your friends are doing dumb things, doesn't mean you should do them. It means find better friends. Yeah, I like that advice, George. There you go. Hey, don't move. We're just getting warmed up. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. So excited you joined us, America. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Kimmel. And we always enjoy being together because we love to help people. That's you. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. We'll talk about your money questions. And I'm in today. I host the Ken Coleman Show as part of the Ramsey Network, specifically helping people win in their work. You spend more time at work than you do anything else in your life and i think you should make plenty of money but i also think you should experience tremendous meaning and um i'm also about helping you make more income so if you've been with us for a while we were we kind of referred to your income as a shovel so the more income the bigger the shovel getting out of debt getting through the baby steps so i'm here to help out on that particular area of focus as well so give us a call i'm willing to help and george is always in control looking very festive today in his fall getup. A tumnal, if uh, you will. A, a, a tumnal, right? I see what you did there, autumn, and then you changed it up. So, uh, for those of you who like to watch us on YouTube, you can see George is looking uh, particularly. That's the reason they're tuning in, Ken. I, well, it might be. Uh, if you want to see a little man in very nice fall attire uh, with a finely trimmed beard, it's a perk no one asks. See, for. now they got to see what you look like. If they've never seen what you look like, now they want to know. All these guys listening on our radio are like, "I got to watch YouTube." Uh, they it's do. Worth it. Yeah, so it's on demand. Check out the Ramsey Show. All right, Grant is going to join us now in Atlanta, Georgia. Grant, how can we help? Hey, so I bought a truck back in December and I financed it, and the engine blew up last month. And oh. I'm trying to decide if I, if oh. I want to get rid of it or if I need to fix it. Well, tell us more about the truck. I, I'm, I'm su- assuming it was a used truck. It was a used truck. Um, it had not too many miles on it, but. Um, there was an issue with the engine and now it's sitting in my driveway dead. Did you throw a rod? Um, close. Uh, the main bearings on the crankshaft spun. Ooh. Ooh. Have you talked to anybody about what that would cost to fix? Is that a total, uh, like pulling the engine out? Can it be repaired? Is it a whole new engine? Um, from the people that I've talked to, it's, it's sounding like it's a whole new engine because it's actually damaged the block. That's what I was worried Mm. about. Now, George, I know you don't know anything that we just you Listen, have no idea what we just said. Beyond clutch pack piston, I'm useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George, the only thing George knows about a car is there's a catalytic converter. He doesn't even know what that does. I always ask if there's a Hemi. <laughs> right. That's it. So, uh, but I do know this, Grant. Yeah. I know math, and so that's something we can dive into to see if this is worth. So what's repairing. the yeah? So what's the engine going to cost? A new engine. So, so just doing a little bit of research, a new engine is about eight thousand dollars. Okay. What'd you pay for the truck? Uh, I paid, well, I financed, um, 36,000. Well, so what is this thing worth in the condition it's in? You think? 
Uh, on a good day, maybe 20. With the engine as is? I, I think so. I, I'm not... You see, that's, that's where I'm kind of in the middle of. Like, I don't yeah. know if it's going to... Well, Georgia and I, I aren't, we're not experts it. on that. So you're going to have to do multiple cross-referencing on that and get an idea of what that truck is worth with an engine that needs the to be The key repaired, is, if, so. you, if you put the new engine in it, would it would you recoup the cost on that? I'm not sure, because I think with labor and all, I think it's probably going to be about $12,000 to repair it. Easy. Easy. Which would bring its value to, what do you think, back to where it was? Uh Realistically, if I was try try and sell it privately, I could probably get maybe thirty two, thirty three out of it. Mm. Okay, so you'd still be underwater on top of paying for the repair. Yeah, man, that stinks. Where'd you buy it from? I bought it from one of my local uh, GMC dealerships. Okay, and is it out of warranty on the engine? Well, so they they offered a extended warranty for six thousand dollars, so I declined that. Because I didn't want to have, I didn't want to be upside down, you know, forty two thousand dollars. But is there a manufacturer um, warranty on the engine beyond the dealerships? Possibly, uh, possibly. Um, I haven't fully looked into that. I've more been just kind of figuring out what engines are going to cost. Mm. I would double check that. I don't have high hopes for that, but certainly worth yeah. looking. It's certainly worth the amount of time spent. Yeah. How old is the truck? Uh, it's a two thousand sixteen, so it's only six years old. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you might you might have some luck there because some of these uh, warranties from the actual manufacturer uh, will cover... I'd call the dealer. They're, they're going to tell you pretty quickly. I'd call the dealer and yeah. say, hey, here's what happened. Is there a, is there a manufacturer? Do I have any ho- hope at all uh, with help from the manufacturer? We're they're just saying do you. all the research and homework you can before you sink any money into this thing. Yeah, and that's, that's the good news is that I haven't... I pretty much got it to back to my house, and it's sitting. Not and the other unfortunate thing is, is I'm still pe- making payments on it while it just sits. Of course. Do you have the cash to to pay for the repairs if it's about twelve grand? Um, I I had don't have the full amount for it, but my dad said he'd help me out a little bit, so we might be able to uh, fork out. Um, what are you the doing for What are you doing for the other vehicle? How are you getting around? Um, I'm just borrowing one of my parents' vehicles. Okay. What's your income? Um, I believe it's about forty four thousand a year. And you're driving a truck that was worth that. Yeah, it's oh boy. not the not the Ramsey method. I don't think that's any method. That's just a recipe for disaster, man. And now we're sitting in this mess. And you know, I'm not here to beat you up, but just on the side of even if you fix this car, it's still way too much truck for you with your income. What do you do for a living? Yeah. Um, I work at Hertz Rent-A-Car. Okay. What other skills do you have where you could pick up a part-time job nights and weekends making some pretty decent money, even if you got to go stock shelves at Walmart for 18 bucks an hour? What can you do? Um, well, I've been looking at getting a welding job. Nice. At, you know, manufacturing place. Do you have the current qualifications for that? I do. Okay, so that's why I asked if you can, if you're qualified, you don't have to spend any money on getting qualified. You can go make much better money, whether it's side hustle, uh, part time job, that kind of stuff, where you have no outlay at all, no money outlay. You're just going to go make more money. George, I, I'm curious to know what your opinion is, but I, I'm going to go bust it and go get the twelve thousand, exactly. Fix the truck and unload it. So I'm going to cash flow the repairs, 
unload the truck, and if I still got four thousand dollars difference, you can go borrow that from a with a personal loan at your credit union. It's the only time we would ever say it's okay to go into debt is to clean up a mess like this on something you're underwater on. And so if you can get a small, if you can get a four thousand dollar loan instead of a thirty six. Well, now we're a lot closer to climbing out of the hole, and then we can aggressively attack that smaller one. So that's what I want you to do your homework yeah. on is how can I get this repair done for as little money as possible? How can I sell it for as much money as possible? Private party is probably yeah. going to be your best bet. And then how do we get out of this mess of debt and find us a reasonable used car that we can pay for in cash? So those are the steps to take. Okay. It's a easier said than done. You've got some work ahead of you, but... You can climb out of this, and it can be a lesson learned where we go, never again am yeah. I going to be in that kind of position. Yeah, and that's what I want you to hear, Grant. It's not, it, there's no way around this. This sucks. I mean, it sucks all the way around pretty badly. However, you can get out of this relatively unscathed. You really can. I mean, it's it's it stinks, but you can really do it. You know what I mean? You're going to have to bust it and hustle yeah. and work hard. But if you get into a welding job that pays you well, uh, you'll be able to do this. And then it's a lesson learned. And, and then, so it's not the end of the world is what I want you to hear. Yeah. And then for your next vehicle, I'll tell you our parameters around buying a used car in cash that's not going to sink you. Don't let everything that has motors in it be more than 50% of your income. So if you make 40, I don't want you to have more than 20 tied up in these depreciating assets, you know, things like boats and cars and all that. And so you might be looking at buying a $10,000 used truck. And maybe later on, as your income increases, we go, all right, it's time to upgrade to the $15,000 truck. And one day... I want you to have a real nice truck that you love. But right now, this truck has you, man. This thing owns you. And that's what happens when we put ourselves in these precarious situations. Yeah. But, it's you know, tough. it's it's doable. You know? Uh, we I call it, it a stupid tax. We've all been uh, there. We've boy. all made mistakes with zeros on the end. Yeah. And it stings, man. Yeah. But if you allow it to kind of, okay, I learned a valuable lesson here. Uh, you know, it was, what, fun? Yeah. Well, when you're debt-free with an emergency fund and the car's paid for, you go, well, that stinks. i got to buy a new engine. That's exactly But then you yawn and move on with your life. Yeah. Man, that's tough stuff. Mm, Thanks, Grant. You will get on the other side of this, man. Appreciate the call. All right, folks. Don't move. we got more of the Ramsey Show right around the corner. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined uh, joined rather by George Campbell. See, I did the joined and George together. It you happens be to careful. the best of us, Ken. Jo- joined by George Campbell. Uh, it does happen to the best of us. It's a Monday. Excited that you all are with us. The uh, number to jump in on the call is triple eight eight two five five two two five. But it's uh, one of our favorite parts of the show when we look out into the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt free stage and we see people who are here to do a debt-free scream it's chris and lauren hello hello how you guys doing we're doing great yeah good Good. where are you guys in from oklahoma city oklahoma city all right and neither one of you wearing cowboy boots i want to point out no i'm from montana she's hardly oklahoman so oh i like that that's i've never (laughs) heard that i like that phrase that you that you could use the same thing for george and i that's true uh, as well so this is exciting so let's get the numbers how much debt have you paid off 
a little over $124,000 in 16 months. In 16 months. And what was the range of income? Uh, We started about $120,000 and got up to $165,000. Wow. What do you guys do for a living? I'm an accountant. And I work technology for a school district. Oh, great. So what what happened with the uh, increase in pay? Some promotions or new gigs or what? A little bit was raises, but a lot was just hustling. Uh, a lot of uh, over, I think, around a thousand hours of DoorDash and Uber Eats. Oh my really? Goodness. Yeah, we uh, sold plasma. Um, pretty much any way you can make money, we did. We sold everything we owned. She thought mm-hmm. I was going to sell our dogs, and that kind of got her scared. That's incredible. <laughs> okay, so yeah. two things. What was the most lucrative side hustle you would encourage people to go out and do if they're trying to pay off some debt? Uh, overall, if you get really good at it, DoorDash and Uber Eats, you can make a lot of money doing that. If you're strategic. Give us an, if you're strategic. Give us an idea, because I think people want to know what Hourly that means. Hourly rate after expenses and fees and all that. Uh, but there's nights where we were making, you know, 40, 50 bucks an hour. Wow. So, yeah. We found the right locations, the right restaurants, uh, knew what offers to turn down, knew what like delivery places to not go to. So we were very selective with it. But once we got into it, we started making off, like we were happy to make 12 bucks an hour. And then it got to where near the end of it, I mean, there were days where I was making over $1,000 based on the weather. Is so, that right? Yeah. I think, by the way, this is uh, just a, a little quick side note, but I want your opinion. This is why a lot of restaurants are having a hard time hiring waiters and waitresses because they can do DoorDash instead. Absolutely, yeah. Wow. That's George. incredible. There you go. Just and a then, little economic uh, note. Well, and he was saying you sold all this stuff. Where where are you selling it? Where was the most the best place to sell your stuff? Uh, marketplace was a really good one. Facebook? Um, Facebook mm-hmm. Marketplace. We got lucky because it was kind of when they first started doing shipping, so we got a lot of free shipping out of it. Um, the time we did have to pay for it, we just added it there. People will buy anything on Marketplace. It is <laughs> so, shocking. Yeah. Like, if you wow. think, who's going to buy that? Someone will buy it. We had some buy it. games that we weren't even sure if they worked or not. Put that on the description, and people were paying 20 bucks for them. So, yeah, our Nintendo amazing. 64 games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Good for you guys. You nice. said nothing is going to stop us from paying off 124 grand in 16 months. So what kind of debt was the 124? Uh, a lot of student loans, two car loans, uh, credit cards. Personal loan. Uh, pretty just normal, typical stuff. Wow. You were trying to collect them all. We, we were yep. going for it, yeah. <laughs> so Goodness. what happened 16 months ago and you said, all right, no more. We're about ready to get gazelle intense and pay this off. Well, we got engaged in 2020 and we went to premarital counseling. They gave us the total money makeover book. Shout out to Crossings Community Church, by the way. They gave us the, the oh, information. Awesome. Yeah, Nice. Which we didn't read it, but <laughs> my uh, my friend Cassidy, she was a big Dave Ramsey fan, and you know I always thought she was kind of weird for doing it, <laughs> but uh, we it kind of planted a seed when we got the book. We we uh, ended up revisiting it later on. Yeah, for me it was uh, we were best friends who married best friends. They're here with us right now. Oh, that's so uh, I saw him reading a book. Uh, the total money makeover during work during breaks and for me that was weird because he was reading at all like he doesn't read you don't see that these <laughs> so, days so yeah and it turns out that was like one of the almost stipulations of their engagement was like hey if we're going to get married you need to uh, read this book we need to be on board with this all that stuff so I saw him doing that and then it was during the pandemic all this stuff is 2020 when we got married um, lots of things were getting canceled. Lots of things were getting pushed back on people. We decided we're just going to move our wedding forward. Like, we're not going to wait for all this stuff to get canceled. We don't know what it's going to look like in five months. So let's just get it over with. Uh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> but yeah, let's just do it. Uh, we decided to do it in our backyard. And because of that, we saved a lot of money in the long run, but we spent a lot of money in the short run to make it happen. Uh, our motto basically became ch-ch-charge it. We were just putting it on credit cards. Wow. So by the end of it, after we had uh, come back from our honeymoon, 
uh, we sat down to look at it and we had spent well over five grand just like in that last month. And with all the payments we already had from student loans and cars, I just, we weren't sure like how much money are we going to have left after we make all these payments. So, I mean, 124,000 in 16 months. Yeah. What were you selling? Cars? <laughs> well, I uh, I work in technology, so I was able to buy some broken devices, resell those online. Um, That's a good side hustle. Yeah, it was a really great side hustle. Do you hustle. happen to have any idea how much money you generated from selling things to, to go into the 124000 I think it was about 6000 from broken devices that yeah. Chris sold, and then... Uh, maybe a thousand from stuff around the house. Yeah, plasma was about another two thousand uh, dollars. DoorDash was like twenty to thirty k almost. Wow, from so doing deliveries. Yeah, wow, That's amazing. So you That's, guys just didn't sleep. Not really. I mean, there were weeks. There was a week where she went to London, and uh, I just decided, hey, I'm home alone. I got nothing to do. So I was putting in like you know eighteen, nineteen hour days, just going to work and then coming home and doing DoorDash. Mm-hmm. Wow. And things like that. Yeah. So, so obviously, we're hearing a story of extreme gazelle intensity, oh, yeah. and you guys did it. That's a lot of we, money. Uh, instead of beans and rice, we just did beans. Couldn't afford the rice. Yeah, so. <laughs> the rice. Yeah. So, besides the intensity, what would you all say is the key to getting through this journey? We were a little bit different on this, but for me, it was making goals within the goal, and so breaking out. You know, one hundred twenty-four thousand dollars. That's a big number to look yeah. at. So it was creating smaller goals and then pushing to reach those and then once we accomplished that smaller goal it was celebrating that little win and then that kind of kept us going for the next one yeah yeah that was really good for us here breaking it down um we didn't do any big celebration it'd be like hey we just paid off our last credit card let's go to kidoba like let's really splurge on that right and uh it got to a point where our goal was three years we looked at our income we're like here's how much we make here's how fast we can pay it off and then five months into it we realized we'd already paid off over fifty thousand dollars and we're like this is a time we're gonna go a little bit bigger on this celebration then we're getting right back into it Uh, within that first year we paid off a hundred thousand dollars so we were over a year and a half ahead of schedule that's amazing at the end of the first year but the big oh sorry i gotta assume a lot of that was the cheerleaders i mean you have 17 people here to support you yeah Mm -hmm. they were asking us questions all the time uh the hedricks right there they were kind of our like coaches almost like we'd listen to the podcast while we're doing deliveries but at the same time like if we had questions we'd go to them uh for me though i think the biggest one is um, when we first started doing this we were looking at our expenses and we saw tithing in there and we're like, that's our biggest expense. And it's like, you know, for a brief second there, it was like, if we don't do this, we can pay it off like a lot faster. And luckily she slapped me in the face and was like, no, we're paying her tithe. Like, not that's literally. Not, yeah. <laughs> she said, that's not optional. It was a yeah. spiritual so, slap in the face. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, we paid our tithe and that's why we think things just really started getting rolling because we were faithful with it. Mm. And then um, a couple months into it, we started feeling guilty because we realized we weren't tithing on the extra income we were bringing in. It's like, you know, we don't have just our salaries anymore. We're bringing all this stuff in, and that's God's money too. So we need to do something with that. Wow. So we made a back payment on our tithe, like, to catch up to oh it. Oh, my goodness. And all of a sudden, she got a bonus that she'd never gotten in her life, like, at her work. So bonus came in, paid for it. We're like, mm-hmm. well, this is awesome. Like, God's what taking care blessing. of us. You guys have an awesome story. I yeah. got to tell you, I'm exhausted uh, in a good way. Just listening <laughs> yeah. to you guys uh, and how hard that was. But in a word, was it worth it? Absolutely. There it is. see with you guys right now. Well, so. yeah. yeah, you got much more out of it than that deal. All right, you guys ready? We're about ready to do this. We want you to know we're going to give you a copy of uh, the Total Money Makeover to give to somebody else. And then Dave's latest book, Baby Step Millionaires and uh, FPU, for you guys to gift to somebody else if you'd like or take it or train somebody through. We're going to give you all that to show you our appreciation 
Foundation. All right, here we go. Chris and Lauren from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. They paid off 124000 in 16 months, making $120,000 to $165,000. Take it away, you two. It's time to hear your debt-free scream. Three, two, one. We're debt-free! There it is. Very nice, George. I got to tell you, I need to go give them a box of rice. My face hurts from smiling. It's time. They've earned some rice. They just did beans. That's the first time I've ever heard that. No rice. Sacrifice. Just beans. Well, that is what it is all about. They have forever changed their future. What an inspiring couple. Oh, that's why we do this show. Don't move. More Ramsey Show coming right up. Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Campbell. We're here for you this hour. Thrilled to have you. The phone number is 888-825-5225. We're talking about your money, your work, your relationships. George and I combining today. He's the money expert, and I'm the work guy. I don't like saying work expert. I'll call you an expert. Work guy. I work like guy. I'm Working a man. I'm a work guy. Man of the people. Uh, thrilled, uh, as always, though, George, to be here on the show with you. So you can jump in. We'll take your questions. Uh, every time you hear someone do their debt-free scream, like we just had in our last segment, it's because at some point they say, I've had it. I'm not going to live this way anymore. And when you can get mad like that and do what they did, your life is going to change. Right now, inflation and your credit cards are killing you. But you've been led to believe that you're not in control of your money. Well, that's wrong. You have to decide to control what you can control, and that's you, your behavior. You have the power to change, and Financial Peace University is going to show you what to change. This course will teach you the proven step-by-step plan that's helped nearly 10 million people beat debt, master budgeting, and build wealth. And you can do it too. Stop letting debt and money stress control your life. Say, I've had it, and take back your control. Start Financial Peace University at RamseySolutions.com FPU. That's RamseySolutions.com slash F-P-U. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. Let's go to Boston, Massachusetts, George's neck of the woods. Joe is on the line. Joe, how can we help? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. You bet. Um, so my wife and I bought a house, uh, and then we're going to knock it down and rebuild it. Um, and so we got some quotes from general contractors for the work and as you can probably imagine, they were they were pretty high. Um, so we decided to kind of take on the job ourselves and GC it ourselves. Wow! Uh, but the uh, what we didn't we're, so this is all new learning for us, right? We're, we're we don't we're not contractors, we're not in the trade, so it's kind of a learning experience. One of the things we learned is that banks won't finance construction jobs unless you're using a, a GC, um, and so. We found kind of an untraditional loan through a private business, um, which, you know, is, is a little uh, unique. But now we're kind of, you know, do we do we go back and, and work with the GC and take out kind of more debt to build this? Or should we continue down this path um, of financing, you know, this untraditional route and then kind of working through it on our own? I know it's kind of a unique question, but just wondering if you've seen this before. 
Well, not this in one horror in particular. Movies. This I, one, I this, this is scary horrifying. stuff. Did you finance the purchase <laughs> of the home as well? Uh, no, we paid in cash. Okay. But now we're financing the, the work that needs to be done. The How bill, much are we yeah, talking? We, well, so we act, we sold our house prior to this, um, and we, we cleared a lot of equity in it. So we were able to buy the house, uh, you know, with cash, and we still have a couple hundred thousand in cash on hand for the build. So the we're thinking about, you know, somewhere in the, like, two to three hundred grand financing range. So on top of the cash, you still need another three hundred grand in financing. I mean, well, that's it's all new to us, George. Right? So we're kind of like budgeting it out ourselves. Um, it's probably in that under. Like, I mean, that would be the high end, all in kind of everything. But, well, I'm wondering, yeah, is it too late to back out of the financing, or are you already in this thing? No, no, no. We're not. Okay. We're not. We're, I'm wondering if yeah, we just so. move at the speed of cash because it's going to take a while to build this thing. So could you start with what you got for the next six months? nine months and then start cash flowing the rest later on? Yeah, I guess that's something we haven't, um, they hadn't considered. I mean, it was always, uh, um, thinking the finance route, but yeah, I mean, I guess that, that would be my plan because it takes a little bit of the risk and liability away too, when you don't have to cover the loan on top of making sure that you're, I mean, this is a part-time job you signed up for to just do all of this yeah. subcontracting yourself versus having a general contractor who's basically the middleman handling this whole project for you. And so yeah. that's why it's more expensive is they're taking on the headache instead of you having yeah. to, you know, hassle all these guys, make sure they show up, make sure the work is being done correctly. And so that's kind of on you. And that's the scarier part. And there's less liabilities that way because the general contractor has their own insurance and you don't. Yeah. yeah. I, Joe, what kind of income do you and your wife make? Um, we do pretty well. I, I'm uh, north of 300 grand. Okay, so let me let me just re, let me just run through this really quick. So you make north of 300 grand. You've yep. got 200 grand cash in the bank, is that right? Yep. And you're thinking about building a $500,000 house roughly? Yeah. Yep, roughly. Okay. Yep. Um I mean, I'm not anti what George is saying because you guys have the income too to be able to cash flow this build. I mean, you guys could go rent a small apartment or whatever. I don't know if you got kids. I guess I shouldn't say a small apartment. I don't know what your family situation is. <laughs> but the point yeah, is, is young ones. yeah. So I mean, you could you can cash flow this build. That's absolutely right with 200 grand down to get that started and get a quality GC. I just I appreciate your efforts to save money and seeing the sticker shock of a GC. But I'm going to tell you something. I my father-in-law is a is a general contractor custom home builder and i'm just mm-hmm. going to tell you it's it, there's one thing between getting ripped off and another thing to pay a premium for something that should be a premium product and your home is a premium product you know i told george right. one time don't buy cheap shoes buy nice leather shoes george <laughs> and he listened he listened to me all right you gotta you gotta put the money into the house and the good general contractor it's not worth a headache and the potential risk and all kinds of nightmarish, and I mean nightmarish possibilities. Yeah, unless you come from that world and you know it inside and out and you feel comfortable handling it, then I, I wouldn't personally become the general contractor in this scenario. Yeah. And with your income, it is worth the premium you're going to yeah. pay to have that headache off of your shoulders. Yeah. And this Joe. is the long-term play, right, Joe? This is the house. Like, you oh, bought yeah. this. So, I mean, dude, I'd be patient. So, <laughs> you've got 200 to put down. That's almost yep. 50%. You know, so yep. you know, I, I I'm with George on his option, or just go ahead and and let's see what the financing looks like if we actually had a GC, 
and yeah. Dave yeah. would tell you he built this building and this campus at the speed of cash. And if we didn't have the cash on hand, well, it's going to take longer to build. Yeah. And so part of it is just right. understanding it's going to be a process. It's going to take a lot of patience. We have to have a game plan for how this is going to be sustainable for the next year or two as we complete this yeah. build. But, man, you're going to get on the other side of it with no headaches and no payments. And I love that part of it. Yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah, well, thank All you, right. Joe. Yeah, Appreciate no, the call. Yeah, yeah. Some good, uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, no GC in for you, Joe. Right? Let's go get somebody that's a pro. You know, there's Absolutely. something to be said there. You start thinking about, you know, okay, and but boy, I've never even heard of the private loan from the business. Yeah, the non-traditional financing side. Yikes! That worried me. What What's in that fine print? Whew. I don't want to un- uncover that. Do you cover that in the fine print podcast? Oh, that might be a future episode, Ken. You know, like the, 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 what would you even call that? You don't even call that non-traditional financing. That's I don't know. Just, he, he threw out a name. I didn't hear it uh, clearly, but. Yeah, that makes me really, really nervous. If a bank is like, this is too much risk for us, I go, who, who's covering that? Who's yeah. willing to take on that That's kind of a risk? very good point. When a banker won't touch it, you should probably walk slowly away. And they got plenty of money and they say, <laughs> no thanks, Tom Hanks. Yeah. And uh, there, what are you, 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 you turned into an 80 year old guy. You can't say that you know, ever again. I'm a curmudgeon, Ken. No, you're not. We're just two old guys, like the guys on Sesame Street up in the balcony. That, that could be us, but you're not there yet. Now, George, here's why the contractor matters, right? you got to make sure that you talk to several contractors. This is like, you know, we tell people, look for our SmartVestor pros, Shop men around. and women that we've already vetted. Yeah. We still say, go sit with them and interview them and make sure that you feel good about them. And I'm on a general contractor. I just want to point this out. There is no reason to rush into building a home. It is just too, too important. Well, it's a wild time right now, too, just trying yeah. to find people who are willing to do the yeah. work. I talked to many people in my area, you know, that uh, new good general contractors, who's building homes, we want to do a custom build, sounds like it's a custom build, you know, who do you work with, and uh, and you got to interview them, just like you would someone who's going to be an in-home nanny. Like, you, this is a high-trust relationship. Well, we you did don't want to rush. We did a build on our first townhome. It was a new construction build through a builder, and it was a part-time to full-time job, just keeping track, going up. They, the, the towel bar is in the wrong spot. Why'd they mess that up? we got to yeah. fight them on this. And so it's a lot of work when you yeah. step into something like that. you got to be ready. I feel like uh, Stacey said that once when I probably put up the towel bar. That's in the wrong yeah. spot, Ken. I should never do any household You're in the wrong line of business. Like yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, folks. It's been a fun hour. That went Good fast. Times. I want to thank George Camel. I want to thank the crew behind the glass to keep us on the air. I want to thank you, America. You are the reason we do the show. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know The Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? Get your daily dose of advice on life and money. Check out all of our shows from The Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts.